This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Food Stuff. I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And I'm Annie Reese. And today, with Mardi Gras vaguely approaching, we thought that we'd do an episode about a food associated with that thing. Yeah, and that food is... Jambalaya. Jambalaya. Uh, you know, New Orleans in general, not necessarily just Mardi Gras. Right. So, jambalaya. What is it? Well, depends. And that's one of the reasons it's so popular. It's a one-pot dish that is popular in my book that has mm-hmm. a meat, often of the seafood variety, or andouille sausage and chicken, vegetables, and some rice. And these things are customizable to whatever you have on hand. I mean, it can be relatively inexpensive as well. No two recipes of jambalaya are alike, people often say. The vegetables are usually seasoning vegetables. That is, they usually cook down and create the sauce of the dish rather than being a featured component. And the types of meats that are appropriate for jambalaya are highly contested, especially once you start mixing types. In some areas, adding seafood and sausage or chicken will make folks just clutch their pearls. <laughs> um, from what I've read, it really is the most traditional, though, to use whatever you've got. Any Anything goes, you know, fish, shrimp, crawfish, oysters, alligator, turtle, duck, boar, venison, whatever you got from Publix. I don't know if y'all have Publix in New Orleans. At any rate, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. anything goes. Uh, though, nope, two pots are exactly alike. There are two main types of jambalaya, Cajun or brown jambalaya and Creole or red jambalaya. 
The main difference, apart from color, is whether or not tomatoes are used. So, okay, yeah, color. And <laughs> the order that you cook your ingredients. To make Cajun jambalaya, you brown and caramelize your meat. Then you add some holy trinity, which is onion, green bell, pepper, and celery. Then you add your stock and your rice. Leftover bits of browned meat blend into the stock and give it the color and a smokier flavor. Uh, the rice also browns a bit on the bottom of the pan. For Creole jambalaya, (laughs) we were saying earlier this word is going to, the name is going to twist our tongues and not easy to type over and over again. Um, For Creole jambalaya, you start out by cooking the meat and Holy Trinity together, then you add the rice, stock, and tomatoes. Bring that to a boil, cover, and cook until the rice has soaked up all the stock. It's a little more stew like than Cajun style. You're more likely to find Creole jambalaya in New Orleans and the areas surrounding it, while Cajun jambalaya is more common in rural areas. In fact, Creole jambalaya is sometimes referred to as French city cooking and the Cajun variety French country cooking. And there's also a sort of looked-down-upon white jambalaya. This calls for cooking the rice in a savory stock separately from the meat and vegetables. Once done, you add them together just before serving. It's a bit of a time saver and seen as a lazy method of preparation that out-of-staters oh. are more likely to use those out-of-staters. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and if you're wondering what Cajun and Creole mean... Yeah, it might be helpful if we have a, a loose definition of these words in here. Cajun is a shortened version of Acadian. Acadians were families of French Catholics that were kicked out of Canada by the British for refusing to convert to Protestantism in the 1700s. Uh, A lot of them ended up in New Orleans. Creole, on the other hand, refers to the French, Spanish, African, Caribbean ancestry you find in New Orleans and Louisiana in general. But back to jambalaya. Yeah. It comes from Louisiana, probably. We'll talk about that more. It was sort of relegated to Louisiana until the 1980s, but it has French, Spanish, Caribbean, African, and Native American influences. The name itself is believed to come from the French jambon or Spanish hemon, meaning ham, the French contraction a la, meaning in the style of, and aya, a word from an African dialect meaning rice. But, but, this is most likely just a myth because the African language is never specified and a survey of many African languages return no words sounding like aya or ya that mean rice. Another piece of folklore about the name asserts that a traveler in New Orleans arrived late one night at an inn, and since there was very little food left, he asked the cook, whose name was Jean, to sweep something together. And the local dialect, the word for sweep something together is balayer. So he would have said Jean Balayer, I guess. <laughs> Jean Balayer. Sure. The Oxford English Dictionary cites a provincial figurative word, jambalaya, which ends in A-I-A, meaning jumble as the source. Huh. Because New Orleans was and is a port city, all these different cultures and cuisines mingled together to give us jambalaya. It's a fairly similar dish to the Spanish paella, and that kind of brings us to the history. But first, a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. 
So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, in 1682, the French claimed a wide territory in North America that they'd come to known as the Louisiana Territory. Uh, for King Louis XIV. And in 1699, they founded New Orleans. In the early 1700s, plantations along the Mississippi River began growing rices, largely at the time to provide staple food for slaves who had experience working with these grains in West Africa. And see our rice episode for more on that. Over time, different regions of the South would cultivate rices with different characteristics. Two Louisiana specialties that developed and persist today are Della and Toro. Both are long grain and help give jambalaya some of its characteristic flavors and textures. Della is aromatic, smells sort of like roasted nuts or popcorn, and Toro is stickier than most long grain rice, giving it a nice chew when it's cooked. Mm. By the early to mid-1700s, French chefs in France, uh, working at the time for wealthy households and keeping their recipes a little bit close to the chest, had begun using mirepoix to flavor their soups and stews. That's their version of seasoning vegetables, consisting of onions, carrots, and celery. And legend has it that it got its name from a duke of the mirepoix region. From 1762 to 1800, the area we know today as Louisiana was ruled by the Spanish. The Spanish had taken the place of the previous rulers, the French, the story goes that some homesick Spanish living in the French Quarter were trying to recreate a dish from home, paella. But they had to improvise with the ingredients available to them in the Louisiana Bayou and presto changeo, jambalaya. <laughs> Saffron, the spice that gives paella that yellowish hue, was difficult to come by in the New World, so the Spanish subbed it out for tomatoes. A little different, but okay. 
Also, beginning in the 1500s, the Spanish had begun using New World foods in their sofrito, which is their versioning of seasoning vegetables mix. This new version included sweet onions, garlic, bell peppers, and tomatoes. So they would have been pretty comfortable with trying tomatoes by that point. Oh, but hey, we also have native Central American cultures to thank for the addition of cayenne peppers to the mix, which, like bell peppers and tomatoes, they had been using in their cuisines for millennia, and which Columbus... Columbus! Columbus. ...spread to Europe and beyond starting in the 1500s. Giving further support to the paella theory is the fact that the first recipes for jambalaya used a variant of Spanish chorizo called choriche. But then... (laughs) Starting in 1764, Acadians being exiled from British-controlled parts of what's now Canada began arriving in Louisiana. It's thought that they brought with them traditions of making a smoked and seasoned pork sausage called andouille, which had in turn been brought over to the Americas from what's now France and Germany. Eventually, these ideas melded with local southern sausage making, giving us the Creole and or Cajun andouille, which is a sausage that's spicy like chorice, but smoked like Franco-German charcuterie. Andouille is frequently double smoked. Both the meat that's chopped up to go into it is smoked, and then once it's been stuffed into its casing, the whole thing is smoked again, which makes it tough, which means it's extra nice in stews. Also, uh, just FYI, andouille can apparently be used as an insult in continental French. <laughs> it, can, it means that you're like like lazy. Oh, so it's kind of close to ennui. Ah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, hey, some Acadians who came through the Carolinas also knew things about rice and were excited about growing it in Louisiana. We get the first written instance of jambalaya in 1837's Les Amours de Vanus, Volupesian ou Théâtre by Fortuné, or Fortunat. Um, the upstairs neighbors were making a din, all kinds of people, rich and poor. It was a mishmash, which the word for that was jambalaya, of red inebriated faces. It was first published in Provence, and it was included in his next book as well, which came out in 1840. But for some reason, the spelling of jambalaya changed. Um, the L was replaced with an R. No apparent reason. Yeah. In May 1849 issue of the American Agriculturalist featuring the first English mention of jambalaya in a recipe for hopping Johnny, which is kind of strange um, since the recipe is definitely for jambalaya and not hopping John. In 1875 issue of the New Orleans Times wrote about jambalaya that it was spelled in French jambliade, but the dish is of Indian origin. But the recipe they described was for Hop and John. <laughs> so there's some confusion here about these two recipes. Huh. That same year, the cultivator and country gentleman printed a spelling of jambalaya that was a bit off, or at least it is to how we currently spell it. Jumba, jumbalia, if I had to pronounce it. All of the, all of the syllables, yeah. Yeah. The 1876 book, Louisiana as it is, had a similar misspelling. Jumbalia. So there was confusion about the spelling as well. Jambalaya made its first cookbook debut in 1878's The Gulf City Cookbook, published by the ladies of the St. Francis Street Methodist Episcopal Church in South Mobile, Alabama. Although it was under Jambalaya, like two space, words. Space between jam and balaya. Yeah. yeah. 
They were closing in. We're, we were getting close to the modern-day spelling. Yes. And there's a whole side theory that jambalaya actually may have originated in Alabama. <gasps> oh, no. What? Oh, yeah. And that the Cajuns and Creoles in Louisiana didn't really know about it until the 1952 Hank Williams country song, Jambalaya, came out. What? Mm-hmm. The first two cookbooks it appears in came out of or have connection to Mobile and not New Orleans. The French did found Mobile in 1702, and they stuck around until 1763. And then from 1780 to 1814, Mobile was part of Spanish West Florida. So it does have a similar Franco-Spanish thing going on. Oh, wow. I'm not saying one way or the oh, other. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. Food, food stuff uh, disavows. No. <laughs> any partisan part in this. Uh, yeah, no way. Yeah. Um, we're just letting you know that this is a theory that exists out there. Yeah. All right. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. We both have our hands up. Like, <laughs> please. <laughs> Um, tomatoes, and especially canned tomatoes, may have been cemented as an ingredient in Creole-style jambalaya starting in the 1880s. That's when a huge number of Sicilian and other Italian immigrants began arriving in New Orleans, fleeing political persecution and corruption under a new regime in Italy. About 290,000 Italians would come to live in New Orleans by the 1920s, adding their foods and tastes to the culture there. And thanks to its ease of preparation and cheapness, Jambalaya was popular at large events like church gatherings or political rallies. Meanwhile, in 1886, when Emile Zatarain, yes, that Zatarain, opened a grocery store in New Orleans. In addition to various commercial goods, he also sold his own root beer, Creole-style mustard, and seafood boil. The root beer was the real moneymaker, and by 1900, he'd opened a factory to produce it and his expanded products and spice blends, and eventually... Boxed rice blends. After a couple corporate switchovers through the 20th century, they were bought by McCormick for $180 million in 2003. Wow. They still make a boxed jambalaya rice mix and a frozen jambalaya entrees, stuff like that. Uh, the North got its first taste of jambalaya during World War II when African Americans and Southerners migrated to cities to take jobs left open by soldiers or for work at war production plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, and though you might think of New Orleans, um, I hope we, I forgot about that whole debate about how that's pronounced. Um, when you think of Jambalaya, Gonzales, Louisiana is the self-proclaimed Jambalaya capital. In 1968, this was made official when Governor John McKeithen declared it to be the Jambalaya capital of the world. It is the home to the annual spring Jambalaya festival to this day. Uh, somebody you might recognize the name of, Chef Paul Prudhomme, helped popularize Cajun and Creole cuisine in the 1980s. And it expanded from a regional thing to an American thing to an almost worldwide thing. He may have also been the one to popularize or maybe even invent the term Holy Trinity for the mix of celery, onions, and green bell peppers that are the base of jambalaya and other Creole and Cajun dishes. It's now a popular option for military ready-to-eat meals, MREs, particularly after Hurricane Katrina. Oh. Yeah. And uh, that's pretty much our history of jambalaya. It's really a, a heartwarming kind of story of all of these cultures kind of contributing something to to this amazing, delicious dish that I can't eat because it has bell peppers in it. But I don't know. It's, 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 sort of, it's sort of lovely. A lot of places I read described it as the melting pot. Like the ultimate melting pot. Yeah. yeah and it's in a pot. 
It is. It is. It that is. too. <laughs> so we've got a little bit more for you here, but first we've got one more break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. So, um... Jambalaya science? Mm. Uh, well, um, nutrition-wise, jambalaya is a carb bomb from all that rice, because unlike gumbo or etouffee, rice is the main component of the dish. But jambalaya is also high in protein and fats, meaning it will fill you up. And if you eat it with a side of vegetables, you could make it a more balanced meal. Mm -hmm. Coleslaw is traditional. You might want to go easy on the mayo. Huh. Uh, a few tips for making a tasty jambalaya at home. Definitely use a cast iron or enameled cast iron pot because those suckers get real hot and they hold the heat really well. Plus, you won't worry about scraping up all your fancy nonstick pans. Before you do anything else, you should toast your spices whole if you've got them or pre-ground if that's what you're working with. That's your, your peppercorns, your cayenne, anything else. Some recipes call for water as the liquid, but you should use chicken stock if you want it to be extra tasty. And you're not vegetarian. Well, uh, that thing, too. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you could use vegetable stock instead. That would totally That's, work. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Totally do that. Yeah. Um, also, and perhaps most importantly, once you have added the rice to the mix, do not stir. Mm -hmm. Stirring is over. You want to fold or turn it the way that you would like a like like whipped eggs. Yeah, uh -huh. uh, this keeps the rice from break from breaking up or from getting all mushy. And you should only turn it like two or three times. You're you're incorporating, not mixing. 
People were very stern about this. Sounds like a serious business. It is. Mm. Yeah. I have, you know, I didn't know what folding was until about two years ago. Oh. I just kind of, it was one of those words I just never thought to look up. So when a recipe said it, I would just sort of <laughs> make, <laughs> you can't see the motion I'm making, but I kind of would just. Plop. <laughs> plop. Yeah, that's a good word for it. Yeah. I'm just plopping around. Yeah. Well, um, it, it's, it's going to be a little bit difficult to describe, but when you fold something, you want to take a, you want to take a spatula and, uh, kind of scrape it along the, the outer edge of a bowl, like reaching down in along the side of the bowl until mm-hmm. you hit the bottom. And then you kind of pull up what's at the bottom and you fold it back into the center mm-hmm. of the bowl. Yeah. And then sort of repeat that in the in the opposite, in like the counterclockwise direction mm-hmm. in order to fold the stuff from the bottom up to the top and vice oh, versa. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I hope that made sense to anyone who couldn't see the gesture. I, I it made sense to me. Well, I could see it, but also <laughs> I, I still I still struggle with it. Uh, uh, we'll have a fold. We'll have a yeah, folding day. The folding episode. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know everyone would be super pumped for that. <laughs> Um, but that's jambalaya, and I hope that this has gotten you all hungry. Like, I'm really hungry right now, and I feel bad that you can't have any jambalaya, Lauren. Oh, uh, not, but, not real jambalaya. I could, I could make some with like celery and carrots, and it wouldn't be real, but. You know, we could pretend. I, I also probably can't eat andouille sausage. <laughs> well, you can, you can use other things. That's yeah, the whole point. Indeed. Oh. Anyway. Time for a listener mail. Yay! Junie wrote, I recently listened to your podcast on durian, and I could not have pulled out my phone to write you quick enough. <laughs> In the podcast, you mentioned how someone said durian is best served with Coca-Cola, so you can burp and enjoy it longer. That suddenly brought back nightmarish flashbacks to the first <laughs> time I tried durian in Vancouver. My boyfriend and I decided to be adventurous and try durian ice cream. The taste was actually not bad if you could get past the scent. As mentioned, it was a bit like custard, but with hints of onion and garlic. We made the mistake of having a soft drink after to try and wash the not-so-pleasant aftertaste away. Needless to say, we were burping in the car on the way back to Seattle. The burps were so bad, we had to drive with all the windows open. So I wish you luck on your first time trying it, and I suggest not, all caps, having a Coca-Cola with it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Noted. Yeah. Okay. Um speaking of soft drinks, Michael wrote in, "Thanks for another great podcast. Just getting in touch about the throwaway comment about being convinced that Coke tastes better at McDonald's. It's not in your head. It's because the syrup to water ratio accounts for the melting of the ice. So if you drink it before the ice is melted, it will be more concentrated than normal Coke." Hope that's a fun fact nugget for the next time someone asks. It is. It makes so much sense. You, Michael, like, like I read this and it kind of blew my mind. Me too. That's. This is like a paradigm shifting. It made so many (laughs) things fall into place for me. I feel Lauren will be bringing up this fact many times. Oh, so many times. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you for writing in. Yes, and if you would like to write to us, you can do so. Our email is foodstuff at howstuffworks.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at foodstuffhsw, stands for How Stuff Works. We're also on Instagram at foodstuff. 
Thank you so much to our amazing producer, Dylan Fagan. Thanks to you for listening. And we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.